The following classic radio drama is proudly brought to you by theastoundingoutpost.com. If you'd like to help support us, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash astoundingoutpost. Before podcasting, before the internet, before television, there was radio. The Astounding Outpost presents Classic Radio Pulp. I have received word of a strange invention. What it can do will amaze science and strike terror to the world. Two thousand plus science fiction adventures from the world of tomorrow, the years beyond 2000 A.D. Two thousand plus presents the insect. It's wonderful news, darling. It means I'll probably get that research appointment at the university. Oh, I can hardly believe it, George. Oh, here's the telegraph of the Dean of Science himself. I'll take the jet plane in about two hours and be there in plenty of time for my meeting this afternoon. I know. I'll get a bottle of champagne and we'll celebrate a dinner tonight. Well, that's nice, but <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be home for dinner. Oh? The meeting may go on. Maybe I'll have to stay overnight, take the plane back in the morning. Well, then we'll have champagne for breakfast. Well, let's not hope too much. Hey, 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 I've got to gather my papers and things while I'm going to get to the airport in time. You'd better help me. In your laboratory? Oh, now, look. The wife of a budding scientific genius shouldn't act like that. But, George, I'm frightened when I go in there. Nonsense. They won't hurt you. No, I can't stand insects. That's why I stay out of your life. I've got to have help with these papers. What do you want me to do, cancel the meeting because my wife is afraid of the work I do? Oh, I'm sorry, darling. It's... Just... All right, all right. I'll try to do it myself. Uh, don't be angry, George. If they were ordinary insects, tiny ones were... Maybe it would be different. Even with what I've done to them, they're not so big. So I've taken a spider, a house fly, and a wasp, and by means of my growth ray, I've made them larger. The spider still isn't any bigger than my fist. The house fly is about as large as a pack of cigarettes. The wasp no bigger than a golf ball. They're not giants. But they look so... So horrible when they're even that big. Easier to observe and study. That's why the university is interested in my work. With a long-term appointment and a grant to amplify the growth ray, maybe I can really increase the size of the insect. Imagine a fly as big as a horse. That would be some horse fly. Hey, that's a joke. All right, George. I'll help you. It's only the papers we're packing. You won't have to go near the insect cages. <laughs> Now, uh, hand me those uh, poisonous insects. That one there. Uh, this is? Right. Do you, do you have any poisonous ones in here now? Only Sam, the spider. He's in the glass cage by those books. I don't want to look. Maybe if you'd look, you wouldn't have such ridiculous ideas. Sam is a nice guy. He just squats and stares. Looks like a wise old man. Oh, if I looked, I'd get sick. All those legs, Okay, okay. Now the notebook, please. Hey, 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 be careful. Why? Well, what's the matter? That machine is very delicate. You almost touched it. Oh, the growth ray? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want that running while I'm gone. Don't worry. I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, let's see now. Have I got everything? Mm, Yep. 
Well, that does it. Come on. After you, me terror-stricken beauty. You know, I hope when we get to the university, if I get the appointment, you'll keep your disgust of insects to yourself. A wife is supposed to build up her husband's work. Faculty wives do that all the time. George, don't argue with me now. I just can't help the way I feel. Sam should really be fed while I'm gone. Stop it! I'm not going in there. All right. All right. What about Pete the housefly? He's not poisonous. You feed your insects when you get home. Now hurry up. George will be late. Sure. Well, goodbye. Oh, George, I, I don't want you to leave when you're annoyed like that. I'm sorry, darling. I really love you. But I love my insects, too. Martin, here are the groceries you ordered. Oh, hello, Bill. Right in here. Okay. On the table? Oh, uh, please. Oh, I hope the oranges are better this time than they were last. Oh, Mr. Ginkelheimer said to tell you that these oranges are swell. Well, I'll know when I squeeze them for breakfast. <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill. Oh, is uh, Mr. Martin home? Mr. Martin? Uh, no, he isn't, Bill. Why? Well, he was going to show me his bugs. Oh, you don't want to look at them. But they're dreadful. I find them very interesting. Mr. Martin said he'd take me into his lab today. That's why I delivered your order first. I was anxious to see them. Oh, Mr. Martin was called away suddenly. He got a telegram and had to leave almost at once. But you'll be home tomorrow. Gee, tomorrow I've got to work at the other store, the one on North Street. Well, in a few days, then. The bugs will still be here, Bill. Mrs. Martin, would it be too much trouble if you let me peek at them? I never go into Mr. Martin's laboratory. I won't hurt anything. Just peek. I was kind of looking forward to oh, seeing them. Oh, it's a horrid place, Bill, that laboratory. Uh, you wait till Mr. Martin gets home. Sure, Mrs. Martin, if you say so. Well, don't look so glum. What you men see in those revolting creatures, I'll never know. They're scary. They're so big. I feel funny when I look at them. Then Mr. Martin explains about science and stuff, and it's really interesting. Would you like to be a scientist, Bill? I sure would. <laughs> well, I suppose I ought to encourage it. I I won't take you in, but you can peek. You know where the door is. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Martin. Thanks very much. But don't touch anything. I won't. I better put these groceries away. Kill us. 
get out of here. We must. We must get out of here. Yeah. Walk backwards. Keep your eyes on it. Martin, I'm very interested in your growth, Ray. As Dean of Science, I want to be certain that this university encourages brilliant young scholars who are experimenting in new fields of research. I understand, At sir. the same time, I must be satisfied that the research will be of fundamental value. Yes, sir. Now, suppose you talk for a while. Tell me about your work. Well, I have always been interested in the effect of environment on organisms. I narrow the environmental factors to universal conditions applicable to all organisms. Mm-hmm. For example, sir... Uh, air, temperature, humidity, light, and so forth. And then I approached each of these conditions from the point of view of its specific effects on organisms. I discovered that the presence or absence of light gave me the widest variance of reaction. Oh, excuse me. In what way the widest variance? In the effect on physical growth, change, adaptation. Oh, I see. You see, sir, because light is a general term, I broke its definition down into all known rays, infrared, ultraviolet, so forth, and studied reactions of organisms to those rays in every conceivable combination. Mm-hmm. Now, after two years, I evolved the theory that if certain rays could be combined electronically and concentrated on living organisms for specified periods of time, their growth would be greatly stimulated. And you have constructed such a machine? Yes, I have. The Electrodyner Spectrum, the growth ray machine. Uh, what have you accomplished with it so far? I've multiplied the growth of certain insects many times. My present machine is small and homemade, and its power is not too great. But so far, I've increased the size of a fly to that of a pack of cigarettes. Mm. The size of a spider to that of my fist. What kind of spider? A tarantula. Mm, it's a very dangerous and poisonous insect to work with. Well, being a tropical spider, it might be more receptive to light. Its size has tripled. Tell me, Mr. Martin, what is the optimum increase in size that you've so far obtained? About eight times with the fly. The size increase uh, varies with the insects. There's a lot of research yet to be done. Yes, so I can see. Your work certainly excites the imagination. Think of your having the kind of equipment that will permit a 20, 50, 100, or even a thousand-fold increase in an insect's size. Imagine an insect large enough to attack and devour a human being. 
imagine this university needing lion cages to contain its giant insects. Well, there's no limit to what new things we could learn about all manner of organisms with the growth rate. Not, not just insects. Yes, that's right. Mr. Martin, I'd like you to stay on another few hours so that we can talk some more. I'd be very happy. Perhaps you'd like to phone your wife, but you'll be a bit late. Thank you, sir. You can use the phone in the other office. And Mr. Martin. Yes. When she asks you how everything's going, you tell her that it's going just fine. It's still sitting there, looking at us. Thing I've ever seen. Six feet high. Those giant wings. How does it get here, Mrs. Martin? Somehow the growth ray must have begun working. It gives off a slight glow. The moth must have seen it. Flown toward it. It must have seen us. Those eyes. They're big as dinner plates. Maybe it's swimming. Then it will come toward us. It'll try to kill us. Edith. Don't, Bill. Don't say that. Crouch down, Lord. This chair protects us. We've got to get out of here. The door's locked, but isn't there some other way out? Only the window. Behind the north. Yes, the window locked. I can't see the shade is drawn. Yes. Yes, the window is locked. Gosh, if it would only fly to the other corner of the room... Then what would you do? Maybe I could run to the window, pull up the shade, unlock the window, get out and get help. Just leave me alone with it. horrible monstrous creature. Oh, no, but... What do we do? I don't know. Well, Mr. Martin, come home. This afternoon, tonight, maybe not until tomorrow. Huh. Listen. The phone. Maybe that's Mr. Martin calling. Yes. When you don't answer, maybe you'll come home. No. No, he'll think I'm out shopping or visiting. Mrs. Martin, look. The moth. Moving its wings. It's looking right at us. At this corner. I'll bet it hears the telephone. It scares it. Do, do you think that's Maya? That must be George calling home. Why doesn't he realize something has happened? Why doesn't he call the neighbors or the police? Why doesn't he come home? Mrs. Martin, I think it's going to fly. What do we do? I don't know. It'll kill us. If, if it heard the phone, it'll hear us. When it flies... Crouch down, Bill. Get as much protection from the chair as possible. And scream. Yell. Anything to make noise. Okay. Okay, Mrs. Martin. Oh, the way it just stares. Maybe. Maybe it won't fly. What? The phone has stopped ringing. Yes, Bill. Like a worm. 
I am delighted to see you. The dean phoned and said you were coming over. I think I am the last member of the faculty committee he wants you to see. Oh, sit down, won't you? Thank you, Professor Buckley. Yes, I've been going all afternoon from one appointment to the other. And all of us are happy to talk with you. The dean is quite excited about your research, you know. Yes, I'm very pleased about that. Uh, Professor Buckley, I hope you won't think me rude at the beginning of our meeting, but I wonder if I might use your phone. Well, of course, Mr. Martin, is something wrong? No, I don't think so, but I phoned my wife several times to tell her I was staying on all afternoon, and uh, there's been no answer. Oh, I'm sure there's nothing wrong, by all means, call the phone is right there. Thank you. Number, please. I'll make you 84572, and uh, reverse the charges, please. Thank you. Doesn't seem to be any answer. Oh, well, let it ring a few more times. Sorry, sir. There is no answer. Shall I keep trying? Uh, yes, operator. Please keep trying. I'll call you, sir. Thank you. I can't understand it. It's not like Betty to be away so long. <laughs> Showed me its mouth where it bites and kills with the poison. Stop it, Billy! Stop! Heaven's sake! I'm sorry, Mrs. Martin. I can't stop looking at them. They don't like the sunlight. That's why they're on the sofa. But the whole room is flooded with sunlight since the shade went up. I in this corner behind this chair. It doesn't give us the protection we need. Why? The moth is too big to get at us here. But the spider, it can scurry on the rock under the chair. I'll take off my shoes. Something to hear with if it comes. There. Now you take one of them. Look. Its wings are fluttering again. It's going to fly again. But let's not scream. It might scare the spider. You may hear too. I don't know. Here it comes. 
Spider. Spider. Maybe it's near us. Oh, Bill. Oh, can't you see where it is? Call you back. Ask for operator 34, sir. Thank you. No answer yet? No, sir. Of course, I did tell Betty that I might be late or even stay overnight. She may have gone to her mother's. It's a real pleasure finding a young man who cares that much for his wife. I suppose Mrs. Martin feels the same way about you. Oh, Betty's wonderful. Yes, I'm sure she is. After all, not many women would approve of their husbands inventing machines that make insects larger. You've got a rare wife, Mr. Martin. One who doesn't object to giant insects in the house. Keep the shoe tight in your hand, Bill. If you see the spider, hit it. It's hard. Yes, ma'am. I will. I can't stand it much longer. My hands are trembling. I'm cold all over. Me too, Mrs. Martin. I think I'm getting to sleep. Oh, you mustn't, Bill. If I could have a drink of water. The moth is acting strangely. See? Yeah. God, it, its feelers are kind of limp. And its body. Oh, that disgusting worm-like body. Flabby all of a sudden. Droopy. Its eyes. They look different, too. I don't know why, but somehow they... Yeah. Yes, you're right. What? Huh? What's the matter? Spider! 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 Oh, no. No. It was only the hem of your skirt touching my leg. I, I thought it was the spider. Oh, oh, oh Bill. Bill, what's going to happen to us? Gosh, Mrs. Martin, don't cry. Please don't cry. Mr. Martin, are the terms satisfactory to you? Oh, yes, sir. Very much so. Thank you, sir. It's going to be a great pleasure having you at the university. And I know that you'll find your association with us a real incentive to carrying on your work with a growth rate. I'm sure of that. I'll do my very best to be accredited to the university and to scientific research. Well, my boy, it's time for you to leave if you want to catch the 610 and be home to tell your wife. You just get home and you'll find that there's an explanation for why she didn't answer the phone all day. I'm sure you're right. Thank you again, Dean. Thank you very much. Feel better now, Mrs. Martin? I guess so, Bill. I'm all cried out. I haven't a tear left. Look, Mrs. Martin, I'm going to try to reach the window. The, the window? The moth is back on the couch. I think I can make a run for the window once I push the chair aside a little. But he might attack you. For me? Well, maybe he won't. Oh, but he will, he will. The moth is so big. Six feet high. Bill, what would happen to either of us if he did attack? I would be eaten alive. Do they, do they have tea? Could it really kill us? Well, moths eat all sorts of 
know exactly. I had a whole group of clothes ruined last year. They're so big, so terribly big. I'm biting. Bill, I, I don't know what to say. I've got to try it. Now crouch down. I'll, I'll push the chair out a little, squeeze by between the chair and the wall, and make a dash for the window. Now, there. The chair's pushed aside. Now, give me my shoes. Okay, Mrs. Martin. Here I go. I'm here. I'll try to unlock the window. Look out! The ball is flying at you! Get away! I'll get you a drink. Here you are. Thank you. Now, now tell me. The, the laboratory door snapped behind us. The giant moth was there. He knocked over the glass cage with the spider. We thought we'd die. And I thought, I thought Bill was dead. I'll find the spider and kill it. But as for the moth, darling, despite its size, you had nothing to fear. What? Well, you see, darling, the adult moth doesn't eat. It has no mouth. Nothing to attack or kill with. Despite its size, Trichophaga tapicella, the clothes moth, is utterly harmless. You mean it? You, you mean we could have just shoot it away and opened the window? Of course, dear. The reason it's dead and why you could have waited without worrying is that a moth cannot live more than six hours in sunlight. You see, dear, all this horror was unnecessary. (laughs) 
next week, a strange drama of a silver rocket and an unseen visitor from space. Be sure to listen to 2000 Plus, radio's different series. 2000 Plus is produced by Dreyer and Winolson Productions, Incorporated. In today's cast, Joan Shea portrayed Betty, Larry Robinson was Bill, Ralph Bell was George, and Bill Griffiths was the Dean. Music composed and played by Milton Kay. Sound, Al April and George Cooney. Engineer, Bob Albrecht. This is Ken Marvin speaking. program came from New York. In ancient times, they thought that the rising of the dog star Sirius was responsible for the sultry weather of midsummer. Serious or not, no one needs to be told that these are dog days, and every sportsman knows it's perfect weather for just plain fishing. So for the latest tips and information on how to catch everything from minnows to muskies, listen to Mutual's Rod and Gun Club of the Air every Thursday. You'll hear moderator Milo Bolton with his panel of sports experts in an informal sports session you won't want to miss. Listen to Rod and Gun Club of the Air every Thursday. You'll enjoy it. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You've been listening to a classic radio drama proudly brought to you by theastoundingoutpost.com. Help support us by becoming a Patreon sponsor at www.patreon.com/astoundingoutpost.